Welcome back to another edition of Hashtag Alvarado Excellence. We know it's been a while. It's, uh, you know, the, the scholars and educators got a couple weeks off during the break. We decided we're going to take a couple extra weeks off <laughs> due to the podcast. But uh, but we are back. Uh, it seems like it's been a really long time, but it's only been a month. Right, but it does feel like it's been even longer than that. I was yeah. seriously sitting back down. I was like, well, I remember what I'm supposed to do here. Right, I was like... Did we do one between Thanksgiving and Christmas? And I was like, yeah, we did. Yeah, we did, (laughs) yeah. But that's how long the break felt like. So, for stars, did you have a good uh, holiday break? Yes, it was was a long break. Maybe that's why this scene seems like it's been so long. But we didn't travel this year, and so staying home, Mm -hmm. it just made that time that we had off just seem – to, to be along, you know, I got a lot of stuff, yeah. a lot of stuff done and we did some things, but yeah. How about yours? It was good. It was, uh, spend time with the kids and family and all that kind of good stuff. Got to, that's cool opportunities. Take some pictures at some, uh, college ball games and, uh, the FCS national championship game, which was cool. Yeah. That, I've never been, that was a cool. You said football. it was packed out, wasn't it? That, yeah. That, that stadium there in Frisco, that was the coolest football, I think atmosphere I'd ever been in, man. It was it was crazy. It was it was packed. There's, you know, twenty thousand people in there, whatever. But that's they, a lot. They, that's they, a lot. Yeah. They stood the entire time, and it was just kind of a, a cool ambiance and just experience of being able to shoot pictures of a national championship. Yeah, cool. to, yeah. To be at a national championship, I was talking to Officer Garrett this morning out at Lillian mm-hmm. in the car lane, and he he was just talking about the college football experience has ruined him on professional. Right. Watching professional football because it's just such a cool experience. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And then there's little things that you find out, like the Air Force. Mm-hmm. So I went and took pictures at the Air Force game they played at TCU and in, in their bowl game, the uh, Armed uh, Forces first, Bowl. Armed Forces yeah. Bowl. There you go. And who knew? Like I knew Texas Tech threw tortillas and stuff after touchdowns, but who knew Air Force threw cheese? I, d- like, I did like not slight, know that, like, and I used to watch Air Force, but because like Florida played cheese there. Okay, all over the field, and I'm like, what? Why are they? I never could get an answer from anybody. Even the people that were from Colorado, they're working the game. They they have no idea how. No they idea or why, but Air Force throws throws little, cheese, little craft singles. I'm sure it's not craft. They're probably the cheaper brand, but <laughs> generic. <laughs> it's probably the food club, <laughs> the food club version. <laughs> but but it was fun. It was a great break. So. We get back to school, and immediately, we, something we like to do all year round, but we're going to kick off the year with it every year, is School mm. Board Appreciation Month. That's right. And we have, I mean, we talk about it all the time, and I like you said, we always run out of adjectives to use, but I really don't know if there are enough adjectives to describe our school board and, and what all they do for our scholars and educators and the, the not just the support, but the, the passion in which they give that support. Yeah, they're, they're elected officials – but it's it's uh, more than that. A lot of times when you think of elected officials, people don't think very positively about right. about elected. But our our school board are community members. They are very closely connected to what's going on, not just in Alvarado ISD, but what's going on in in Alvarado as a community. We have several alumni, and they just absolutely, like you said, they love our school district. They love our community, and they devote uh, an you know, an, uh, probably what is an unknown amount of time, mm-hmm. uh, or at least uh, we can't calculate it all, uh, to to being a board member from training to attending events and concerts to the meetings. You know, it's right. it's, it's very, you know, you because you're involved, you yeah. see it, but it's they're just fantastic. And 
individually and collectively. <laughs> they're they're great people. They're a great team. You know, we we focused or did did a little thing about them being up here cheering on the buses. The the first morning we rolled out for the spring. <laughs> spring is kind of like an odd right. term because the start of the second semester sure, it didn't yeah. feel like spring. the The wind was blowing. I, I literally think around twenty to twenty five miles an hour, and it was about nineteen degree wind chill, uh, chill. But was on a moment's notice, they they were willing to get up there and to ch- cheer our drivers on as they left for this for the second semester. And it, it's just really cool. They're just a great group of people to team with. When you mentioned all the, the trainings and the, the board meetings they have to be at, but also I mean, they have stuff at home whenever whenever they're getting updates for, from you saying, hey, this is what's coming up in the next meeting, the board notes, whatever it is. I mean, they got to go through that while they're at home or, where, or wherever they are. So it's not just a uh, while they're in a meeting or while they're at a train. There's a lot of stuff on their own time, you know, while they, they're at home watching TV with the family or whatever. They could, they're sitting there going through their phone or their computer looking at stuff. So – yeah, it we, is a it's yeah. a twenty four seven job just as much as as me and you are a twenty four seven job here for the school district. Yeah, except they don't get paid for it. <laughs> there so, you go. But I, and I say that because people think they get paid, mm-hmm. and I think we've talked about that on the podcast before. But it's good to bring it back up that it's a volunteer position, and 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 they they do that without ever complaining about because sometimes we have to call a special meeting, like you said, yeah. it's not always just a kind of standard stuff, and they have to do a lot of reading, a lot of research, and. And so they ne- they never complain. I, I wonder sometimes uh, on a week where I send them just update after update that they might start blocking my email, but they haven't yet. They're right. they're always ready to serve. And something we started doing, I guess it was really after COVID last three or four years, but is during that board appreciation month we invite their spouses up right. for a dinner before the board meeting, and and kind of because it's not while the the board members are are the elected official. It affects everybody in the family, and while you know they're up here having the meetings and trainings, whatever it is, the spouses are taking care of everything else, you know, at home. And right. So it's important for us to recognize, you know, their their gift of sacrificing time for us to have these great board members. Yeah, that we we actually had a an honor board a board president and a superintendent come and do board training for us uh, one year, and I think it kind of flowed into our our mm-hmm. team of 16 dinner and they were asking us what we were getting ready for and we we told them and they said that is so neat we're gonna take that back and do do that <laughs> in our community and it's uh, it's really something just to get to celebrate the whole group and for our administrators to get to spend time uh, talking and discussing things uh, not school things but how the family is doing you know what their kids are doing and you know some of them have kids in our district some of them have kids in college and it's always good to catch up all right, so we're going to go out of order on the little list I made because something else that always happens as soon as we get back and kicks off January is the Johnson County Livestock Show that a number of our kids are uh, participating in every year, whether it's showing animals, uh, the the metal projects, whatever it is. We have tons of kids out there, and the weather is never never nice right <laughs> it's always raining or, or muddy or it just got done raining or it's cold or whatever and i think this year we had the, the full gamut of things this yeah, year. yeah they did didn't they <laughs> but, but uh the when the day you went it was pouring <laughs> yes it, it was it was pouring rain and you know there's two different buildings you can't just stay in one building no. <laughs> and so it was a it was a fun time though and we had some results so i just want to go over some of the some of the highlights from that uh, so in goats, 
We had Jace Cross in and Madison Hancock capture first place. And then Molly Jones was first champion in lightweight. Uh, in Lambs, Madison Hancock was first reserve champion, South Down. Uh, Brazilda Favilla also placed first in Lambs. Uh, broilers. What exactly is a broiler? What, what is the broilers? They're they're chickens. Chickens. <laughs> so uh, you did not know, but they can share, they can show chickens and turkeys uh, at the county show, along with you know like some of the other things you've listed: rabbits and sheep's lambs. Right. All right. And then we have swine. And Annalise Todd placed first place. Uh, second place was Addison Legault. In breeding rabbits and market rabbits, we had. Claire McCurley placed third. Bailey Adams was fourth. Madeline Pinkerton was fourth in her division for market rabbits. And heifers, Ella Thomas was first. Roy Iyer was second. And then in showmanship, Molly Jones, champion goat, senior showman, got a $1,000 scholarship for that. Wow. Jace Crossan was champion champion lamb, junior showman. And then Molly Jones was also reserve champion lamb, senior showman. And so... A lot of great things coming out of the Alvarado ISD Ag Department and those scholars over there. And like I said, it's not just the high school either. You know, Jace Cross saying, I believe he's at the intermediate school or maybe Correct. just starting junior yeah. high school no, or intermediate school. I so, think he's at the intermediate. So it is It is not just an Alvarado High School thing. It is an Alvarado ISD uh, Ag Scholars and did a fantastic job. And I know that's the livestock show was something important to you and close to your heart. I know you spent a lot of time over there. Uh, before you were superintendent, well, since you've been superintendent, but before you were superintendent, a lot more time over there, kind of helping run things a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> and I apologize so you can. Uh, yes, I had the opportunity back when Doug Edrington was here and, and teaching ag at Alvarado, and he was uh, he got me on the board, and so it helped me learn a lot more about how they run the county livestock show and, and, and how they, I guess, structure it to allow our kids to be able to take their animals to other shows, and so... It's uh, the way it is is that an, a kid can place with his animal, and when he sells it, they're really just selling it. The people are just giving them the money in a sense, yeah. and then they get to take the animal on to another show. And it's not that way everywhere, and so it's really structured well. I think we brought in uh, uh, Miss Cross and said right around twenty thousand uh, dollars. Those kids that made the sale, not everybody makes the sale, but if they place high enough, they get to to be in the sale. And it's and it's great experience all the way around, and we're just fortunate to to see our program doing well and having so many kids involved. And then also this weekend, this <laughs> last weekend, uh, JRTC uh, had a a state competition, and we've been talking a lot about them in the fall. We'll continue to talk about them in the spring, uh, but over the last couple of years, uh, they have just that, that program has taken it up a couple notches, and they went out to San Antonio competing against schools from. Uh, other schools from Texas, Oklahoma, Arizona, Arkansas needed a top 10 finish to advance to the national competition and unfortunately placed 11th. 11th. <laughs> which is heartbreaking for those kids. I know they put so much time and effort into it. Uh, but this is the first time that I can remember us going down to San Antonio. And so for us to finish 11th out of 28 schools, one shy of getting to that national competition uh, is Quite remarkable. It, it is when you, like you said, you take into account. It, I was going to put in the newsletters that, that it was a state championship, but it right. it was a four state championship. It was kind of a regional, yeah, a region, national regional mm-hmm. championship, and it just speaks volumes to what uh, Sergeant Major Smith and Lieutenant Colonel 
Corbett have done with the program. I mean, as we've said on this podcast, our program was outstanding. They always got the highest rating you could get uh, from the Army uh, ROTC command. And so, but now we're taking it, like you said, to another level. We're competing in so many different things. And Mr. Stevens sent me a video of our competition, uh, one of the pieces of the competition. And I watched it on, you know, at home on my TV with my mm-hmm. wife. And she even commented just on how outstanding and crisp and sharp they looked in the, in the, during the competition. So we're really proud of them. And Lieutenant Colonel Corbett stated that the brigade commander was very impressed and right. wants to support our program because it's doing so well. Looking, I'm really looking forward and excited to see where they're going to go in the future with that group. Right. Like I said, this is all kind of – this level of competition is new to our scholars and to see how well they competed. And it's just exciting to, to see where they could possibly be next year and the year after that. Most sought after. <laughs> right. And then also I wanted to touch on we, – we didn't have to do it this week, but we have since the last time we did a podcast. But I want to touch on closing school. We always get the questions, well, why did you close school? How do you decide how, who gets to close school? Is it, you know, just look outside your window and there's ice on the road, you're closing school. So how <laughs> how does it happen? And so uh, I just wanted to touch base on that. We've seen, we do it every year, but it's now's a good time for a reminder because we're still still got the possibility here in the next month and a half for some more weather potentially. Uh, you're right. The closing school is something we probably need to visit. Uh, you know, every every year, unfortunately, we tend <laughs> we tend to need to close school uh, because of, because of weather. And this time was ex- especially difficult. So, right. on a typical time, they're uh, forca- they may be forecasting temperatures that would cause rain or sleet or snow to freeze on the roads that would make them impassable. Right. So, not that it's a no brainer, but and even, you can't you can't get around. You got to close school, right? And even even in that. The highways may be okay, but there's so many county roads and, and side roads that our buses are taking. It that's a huge factor whenever we're talking about the roads. Yes, that that's a factor, and then also our schools. Uh, sometimes, uh, even with our best efforts, it's hard to remove the ice and mm-hmm. and things. Uh, we're treating it a little different this year, which is great. It's, it should help in the future. But this last time we had to close school. Well, first of all, I'll, I'll go back and just say real quick. What we do is that we talk to the – we have National Weather Service reports. Johnson County Emergency Management Office does a really good job of setting up phone calls to give us the latest reports and what the predictions are for road conditions. And then we even talk to sometimes the Texas Highway Department, other uh, public safety officials that help us determine what the roads will be like at the time that we would be busing scholars because a lot of people think well at eight o'clock it's not too bad but they don't realize that our buses start leaving the bus uh, the transportation facility before six o'clock in the morning so you got to kind of factor that in you have to factor in the possibility of a late start we'll uh, we'll get advice uh, from others uh, in the community sometimes uh, we'll talk with uh, other superintendents about what the conditions are like in their communities and then the district leadership team will We'll talk and discuss it, and ultimately, out of all the decisions in the district, I've got to say, yes, we will close school, or no, we will not. And I don't push that off on anybody else, because it doesn't matter whether we do or don't, someone's happy and someone is not. Right. Uh, and so, in this case, it was especially difficult, because it was just a wind chill problem, in the sense that it was going to be so cold at the time we picked up, whether we picked up at 6 o'clock in the morning, or we picked up at 8 o'clock in the morning, 
that our concern was for the scholars that would be waiting on buses. And that's what why we eventually closed school. And fortunately, we have a lot. Uh, we have multiple days built into the schedule in case we get into this situation and we and we have to make the call. And, you know, and we mentioned the school board earlier. We always keep the school board informed to let them know kind of what's going on and where we are in the decision making process and ultimately of, of what we're going to have, what we're going to recommend or make uh, or do at that time. And something to keep in mind that I think a lot of people don't realize is, let's say we're going to say we're thinking about a late start. So we're going to start at 10 o'clock instead of 8 o'clock. You look at it, well, it's supposed to be, you know, 34 degrees by 10, right, but it's still supposed to be 30 at 8. Right. So really the times we're looking at are 6 o'clock and 8 o'clock, not necessarily looking at the weather, what the weather's doing at 10. We're, we're more concerned about what it's doing at 8 o'clock. That's right. Uh, whenever we're doing a late start. So I just wanted to make sure that was no, out and, there as well. And that reminds me, we also have a lot of educators that work in our district from any, you know, number of positions right. that are outside our community. You know, some live, as you know, outside of Fort Worth and – there's long drives, and sometimes, uh, you know, obviously we can't close the school for one person, but a lot of times that's going to impact uh, how many educators we'd have in the building to take care of our scholars. Yeah, I mean, we have them coming from as far as, I mean, Alito, I think North, yes. I mean, North Fort Worth, Keller area. It's so it's a uh, not everybody's within a ten mile radius. <laughs> <laughs> right, and and we we preach that you know we want to inspire and empower learning. But we, we also say there's two things that have to happen. we got to ensure learning, and we have to ensure safety. And when we can't ensure safety for, for our district, then we've got to make deci- tough decisions like closing school. Yeah, definitely. All right, athletics, what a, a great time right now. If you're a, a sports fan, there is a ton going on in Alfredo ISD as far as sports. And we'll start with basketball because they're kind of further along in their season than everybody else. Uh, boys basketball is currently three and three in district. Uh, had a, a really tough loss on Friday at home to Ferris. Uh, had a couple different opportunities there in the last ten seconds to win the game, and uh, ended up losing by one. But they get a chance to to restart, I guess, district. They're starting their second half of district tonight. Tonight, right? Uh, at home, a, at home against a good a Venus team who's sitting in second place and who. Uh, Beat Alvarado the first time around in Venus in December, and I know Coach Eastloss and the kids they took they they took that personally uh, down a, down a couple starters and uh, got off to a big a, a great start, but then Venus kind of crawled back and ended up winning by I think six or eight. But uh, I know they're they're looking forward to a little bit of a re- revenge tonight uh, against Venus, and then the girls uh, surprise surprise. Uh, Coach Petit has them rolling now that district's here. They're 8-1 eight and one eight in district. 8-1. Uh, lone loss coming to at Godley a couple weeks ago. And so uh, another game tonight against Venus. Tonight is senior night for the Lady Indians. And so if you want to come out and watch the Lady Indians, make sure and get there a little early. I think they're going to start the senior night stuff at 545. 545 is what I saw. And so uh, looking forward to that and looking forward to honoring. We have four really great seniors that, are, that all contribute. And uh, looking forward to honoring them tonight before the game. Junior high girls and boys basketball, uh, they have got things kicked off now in the second week. They were at Ferris last week and had pretty good results. Uh, boys, I think, won three or four girls uh, split. Right. I think the eighth grade A and the seventh grade B maybe won. That's I right, believe, yes. Uh, against Ferris. And then this week they're hosting Godley. And so the girls are hosting Godley. The boys will be at Godley. So a couple big games for the junior high basketball teams. 
And this is really the first time we've got to talk about soccer results. We talked about them before the break. Right. Uh, they yeah, were in scrimmage, scrimmage season and everything, but they have now got the season kicked off. <clears throat> Boys last week uh, won a weather-shortened uh, Kurt McGrath Memorial Tournament, uh, went 2-0, and and then uh, some nasty – the nastiness that caused us to close school. Uh, <laughs> weather rolled in. Uh, rolled in. Uh, to cancel the last day of that tournament. And then the week before that, the girls opened their season uh, with what they call the Indian Cup and uh, went undefeated in it and uh, took a tough, heartbreaking loss in the kind of the tiebreaker to to claim that they won the tournament right. uh, in a shootout against a, a 5A Saginaw team. That's pretty good. And so both the girls and boys off to pretty good starts. Uh, no more tournaments left. And now I think they have a couple non-district games and then – I think at the end of next week, they may be starting district already. I, th- I think so. And like you said, there's so much going on right now. Uh, the All these games, you know, we have several games here tonight. Like you said, mm-hmm. the boys and girls basketball, I think boys soccer. I, I'm getting ahead of myself. Oh, I know good. you'll say that here in a second. But I think uh, golf kicks off this week, right? Golf, then, kick, golf has their first tournament tomorrow. Powerlifting. Powerlifting lifted their girls, girls last week. Girls right? last week, boys this week. Uh, softball. Started practice last week. Baseball is starting practice this week, and so, yeah, it's a uh, it's about to get full. The only yeah. thing we have left now, I think, I think we're a couple ways, a couple weeks off from tennis, and I think a couple weeks off from track. Right. Outside of that, we're we'll have everything we're going. full blow, and <laughs> let's go to let's go until May. <laughs> That's right. All right, and you mentioned the calendar. We do have a somewhat busy calendar this week. Uh, tonight. High school basketball is hosting Venus. The girls uh, start at 6.15. Boys will start at 7.30 for varsity. Uh, uh, 5.45 is uh, the girls recognizing their seniors. Uh, Boys soccer is hosting Carter Riverside tonight at 7.30. JV will be against Cedar Hill at 6. And then Wednesday, January 24th, we just mentioned it as far as the – as long as the weather uh, doesn't get too crazy – uh, high school golf will be at the Jaguar Tour 18 Classic in Flower Mound. Thursday, January 25th, junior high boys basketball versus Godley. At 5 p.m., girl, uh, junior high girls are at Godley starting at 5 p.m., and then boys powerlifting will be at Cleburne at 4.30. Friday, January 26th, high school basketball is at Hillsboro. Girls and boys at 6.15 and 7.30. And then Color Guard and Spirit Squad, uh, opening their competition season. They're at Bishop Lynch High School Friday night. No times available yet for that. And then also this weekend, uh, we'll share it out on social media, but Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the high school uh, production of Shrek. So very excited about uh, to see what those uh, theater and choir and fine art scholars and uh, Mr. Hunt and Mr. Graham, what all they have uh, got in store for us this weekend. So I believe that is it. That is the first of the semester. Sorry it took us so long to get back on the podcast for the second semester, but we're here. We're, we'll start rolling out now uh, each week. And until next time, hashtag Alvarado Excellence.